podcast. Movie, movie, 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 podcast. Are you getting this? Kids love them. <laughs> Welcome to the Movie Movie Podcast, everybody. Episode number 156. I am your host, Tiggs, and with me, as always, are Peter. I'm feeling this. And thank you. Uh, and Russ. And my sewer boys. <laughs> Ooh, sewer boys. We have got, this is actually one of the, the quicker turnarounds that we've had recently uh, in the podcast, and we... We've all only really seen one movie together, but we wanted to get something out. Uh, as Russ was talking about before uh, we started the podcast, you know, before Thanksgiving, just so that we don't have 10,000 movies to do and then do a three-hour movie and ins- or podcast. And instead, we're going to do a two-and-a-half-hour podcast about all these ones. So, you know, you're welcome, world. Huh. But let's start with the only thing that we all saw. Oh, God. Is, is it is it possible to get around with this without just saying saw a bunch of times? No, it's not. <laughs> yeah. Saw X, the 10th or Saw 10. I don't know. Is it like Final Fantasy? Like Final Fantasy 10 is actually Final Fantasy X. So then there's going to be Saw X2, where a lot of it's just about like being a being an idol and like a dress sphere and stuff like that. And like, I I haven't really, I could have easily done this, but does this, does Saw X meaning 10 acknowledge Spiral as a proper Saw? No. Right, because Jigsaw was number nine, right? Yeah. I thought Jigsaw was eight. Oh. Okay. But also, it takes place between two and three? No, one and two. Duh. One and two. Sorry, one and two. Get, you get it right. Saw Got one it. and then saw two, but saw two is mostly correcting what happens in saw one. And then saw <laughs> three does the same thing to two until we get all the way to Jigsaw and then spiral, and then come all the way back to Saw X, which is really Saw 1.5. Yeah, I rewatched them all over the last couple months in preparation that for Saw X. has to be insane. It's fun. I, I mean, and I wouldn't trade the insanity that is, uh, especially Saw, like, 3, 4, 5. Yeah. When they're, like, desperately trying to, uh, as Russ said, like, uh, make make the timeline make sense, also correct themselves, and also deliver, like, just regular Saw stuff. It's, it's, they're all bad shit. Yes. But, and it's incredible that this movie got made that seemed to, like, kind of understand what maybe people would have wanted more than anything else they tried. Just as a clarification, as you've watched them all recently, was Saw 6 the one where Jigsaw takes on the medical insurance industry? Correct. It's- it's yeah, it yes. It's, that, uh, was, that was a pretty good one. <laughs> but like I so so th- the thing that they constantly misunderstand is like my least favorite thing uh, about Saw movies, I don't like saw traps that there's no escape from. Right. And that's not that's not a problem in this movie. Every single no. trap has a way to get out. And it's just like you, you learn your lesson through pain. Something that they, they like all, kind of like kind of got in the first saw but like really ran away from in the next couple and a Um, lot of the issue with they running away from it is like oh wait uh well actually the biggest problem with the saw franchise is they killed uh jigsaw and i feel like they have tried so many creative and stupid fucking ways to keep him alive and make it make sense and that's why you have brutal traps because, oh, wait, no, these were Amanda's traps. Oh, wait, no, these were that other right. guy's traps. There's like 45 people who've made jigsaw traps at this point. Yeah. And it's when, like, we got so far. die during? Three. Jesus. Uh, jigsaw yes. dies in three. And then, uh, then the fourth one starts off with his autopsy. But the rest of the movie takes place before that. And was his autopsy a trap? I forget. No, no, it was just a uh, right. That would have missed it's, opportunity there. Well done sequence. It's 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 like really brutal because it's just a regular old autopsy, and you see like everything. Um, the other my my other complaint with some saw stuff. I don't love a saw death that comes because the person ran out of time. 
Well, then Saw well, especially X, if they start doing it, like I'm like if they if they quibbled and were just like, oh, I can, they cried and they whined and then they die. It is yeah. what it is. And but annoying, it, it it sucks when it's like, oh, you got 95 percent of the way there, but because you were a little terrified of something that is legitimately terrifying, you're right. dead. Sorry. Like you need time to face your fear as well, and then to like make the, yeah. the which is the which is like I is John like Kramer my, factoring that in? I don't no, know. Well, I mean, maybe later. Yeah, because like if if that the whole point is just that you choose to do it, and and like annoyingly that happens twice in this movie that two different people yeah. run out of time, but the rest and of, like very close to the end. Yes, it's like it, within right. seconds, and like went through a lot of pain, and like so like signed up to like do what John Kramer wanted, just not in the time that he allotted, and and as I said that's. My, there's so many other Saw movies that are n- filled with nothing but run out of time and no escape traps. And yeah. this one, as I said, it only does it twice. The rest of the traps have a point, have an escape, have a lesson to be learned that's, like, uh, tangential to what the person's issue was. And, like, you ha- and like has death from other reasons. Yes. And I and I uh, like that. it's amazing that as I said that they clicked into what people what I want specifically this late that that's what makes those first two or I mean there's what like four five traps total in the movie and like so like two two fifths of them are that and then those two are the most frustrating ones to watch um, and they're also the first two basically uh, with, with the exception of like the dream sequence trap well, um, the, well no the the guy who had the bomb strapped to his arms. Oh right! Yeah, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay, yeah, I forgot about that. He's yep. good. It's 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 yeah. It's the cutting off the leg and the yep. Uh, the leg one really bothered me. Yeah, the leg one really bothered me too because it was so close. It was like and like you, like you can't. I mean, the, you know, when you're taking the marrow out of the bone in the middle of the leg, like I don't know, oh. like how do you know how fast it's gonna come out? Yeah, right. And, and the person, the like solo brain surgery was too hard. Yeah, I, like this is, off, John. This is this is too difficult. That's very, that is three minutes to give somebody that amount of time. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> but the, like, uh, the, the, X, the X-ray machine one with the girl, really good. Up, I thought was really good. Was Even really the, good. the dream sequence one I thought was awesome. I thought the dream sequence one was really good, too. Um, and speaking of that, like, the fact that we have a dream sequence uh, trap in here means that we basically have 40 minutes of exposition before we get into any, like, actual traps. <laughs> Well, it yeah. does a pretty good job of like you're not quite sure where this is in his timeline, right? So in that moment when he's like in that dream sequence, you don't know if like was that the first time he thought this up, or was that him making the plan of how he was about to kill that guy if he did it? Like was that the first like hey I could be Saw, <laughs> I could be Jigsaw, and I and I think that it kind of allows you to like actually engage with John Kramer in a way that we never have in the movie. I thought that it was that he already had just because of like when um when when he's being asked like what he what he does and and uh, and they actually like uh, what what's the the person who's running like the facility says like to that they got jigsaw you know so like th- that name is already known to people at that point so I, the first movie must have already happened like something has already happened like the the name of jigsaw is out there and and it's been known mm. yes which like I was curious. Um, I would considering they could have made this movie exist at any time any period. Time. Yep. I thought it would have been a little smarter to get him to make this somewhere between two and three, because at least by that point, his body count was significantly higher. And I'm like, right. Had he been jigsawing before saw and we just don't know it. Right, that we don't know, yeah. Because, like, as far as we know, like, Saw's the first time that we know of the Jigsaw Killer happening, so is that, like, was... No, the, no, because... That... Um, it, well, because even in Saw, you see flashes to Amanda, which took place in the past. Oh, true. And then oh. in Jigsaw, we are told that there's been other Jigsaw murders. Okay, I see. Okay. That we don't know exactly, so we don't... And we don't know... There is never granted. There's never a moment in the first saw. I was like, "Oh God, this is Jigsaw." Like they feel like they probably should feel like all of them. <laughs> yeah. So then we conceivably, which like, so we could almost get, uh, I guess, nine more movies that take place in between the movies we already saw except, about Saw. 
except the actor Tobin Bell is like 79 or something. He's, he's a little up there. He's supposed to be playing like the youngest, one of the youngest Jigsaw, one of the youngest John Kramers we've ever seen. And granted, like you have the the added aspect of he has like a brain tumor that's about to kill him. Right. <laughs> to, right. To, but he look, he is so young. I'm sorry, he's so old. I got them backwards. Um, <laughs> well, maybe they could give us, uh, and it's never, it's not my favorite thing, but like a Saw Origins where we find out oh boy. that he did this when he was way younger or something. And there Staten was a mentor Island. who no, Right. I don't know, but I legitimately enjoyed this movie in a way I didn't expect to. Yeah. Uh, it's also weird that you made me brute for a guy who just kills people, even though he makes it very clear in this one. I don't fucking do shit. They <laughs> yep. kill themselves. So I don't do that. Yeah, I think his his like thesis of like some people do not value life and this is how I will show them. You have to get up to the be like a like a the tiniest little footstep away from death to actually appreciate it. That is that is weird for that to be the serial killer every single time, but it's way more interesting when he's the hero in some way or when he's like he's teaching a lesson that like really needs to be taught <laughs> in some way granted it's you know hyper violent and like it's it's very anti-hero but like let him be this especially because like after the first one everyone well after maybe two people are like i like john kramer's traps that's my favorite yeah. thing about him is what he does not like the hunt for john kramer no um uh what's what's her face who plays amanda um i can't remember Shawnee smith yeah Shawnee smith had quite the wig on to try to make oh it was so uh, bad but i like that they didn't even try with cgi with any of it they're like fuck it they're younger don't worry about it like yeah it's a movie don't get hung up on the specifics yeah it's saw tenya piece of shit (laughs) yeah you know what you were coming you you know what he does yeah You're not coming in to look at that. You're you're coming in for these traps and to watch like to people just get brutalized, brut, brutalized, brutalized, um, in front of you, and then hope maybe escape, which yeah. you know one person does. Uh, I did like the final trap. Uh, I thought that I mean I think that everything the the culmination of like the twist was you know obvious what was going to happen, but I still enjoyed like how it all uh, ended up. Uh, in the long run of uh, with like the, the two person trap and stuff like that going on um, overall. Yeah. I, I think that like, I went into this expecting saw and just to be like, I don't even know, like, what am I even going to be able to watch? Like, am I just going to be so like, grow, grow, like, is it going to be too grotesque? Like I have, they gotten to that point. Uh, am I past the point where I can actually enjoy the kind of stuff? And then I don't know, maybe it was that first 40 minutes of just like, pure nothing but like exposition that like got me there um i don't know where like how did like the 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 jigsaw puck bit did he bring that in luggage i don't know like yeah like well this was probably uh, my other like least favorite thing about uh the jigsaw mythology is this dumb puppet but they need like iconography yeah exactly uh i yeah, I lo- actually love the puppet. Will, <laughs> if I have a child, they will, ever in their toddler age, be the Jigsaw <laughs> puppet for Halloween, no questions asked, because oh I think it's so funny. But I think this is the Logan of Saws, in that yeah. I just care about the character. They, they just said, fuck everything else. People like this character, so we're giving you this character, irrespective of timeline continuity anything we're saw we've never cared about continuity and i just really appreciate like what tobin bell's done with this character uh 15 almost nope sorry almost 20 years later uh i really enjoyed it cool playing it like i I know a lot of people at some point are just like i'm not gonna play that character anymore like i feel like he's just like no i'll keep doing it whatever just keep bringing the money over i'll I'll do it (laughs) i think it's a big thing of like with spiral failing as much as it did that was the first one that he does not make any sort of appearance in right and if anything it's a good thing to come to come like crawling back to tobin bell being like we need you for this yeah yeah 
Um, my pitch is, oh boy, uh, sorry, I don't know why I just introduced this as if this is a, a weekly segment. My Luckily, pitch, the writer strike is over. Yeah, I know. Oh yeah, pencils up. Um, <laughs> my pitch is because we had two different franchises this year that are seemingly coming to an end, and I think we can meld them. Is what if the Jigsaw Killer was just the Equalizer? Oh, and mm. this is this is like you have the Equalizer that will just like help a person out who got fucked over and has really no recourse. Um. And and but instead of like, you know, going to Italy and like killing the mob, um, he puts people in jigsaw traps. Or what if all right, now hear me out. I'm not- what if we 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 meld it with the Pope's exorcist? <laughs> and like when there's people that are just like, I don't know, like are they actually having like really like having needing an exorcism? Like put them in the jigsaw trap, see if they're just like, No, I was kidding. Shit, like this is not real. And then like, all right, solved. Yeah, perfect. Done. All right, moving on. <laughs> Put the finishing touches on that uh, script later. Yeah, exactly. That's why. Um, the Royal Hotel. Tell me about the Royal Hotel because I have no idea what that is. Uh, men are bad. Yeah, it's the I new. It. Okay. It's the new Kitty Green movie who uh, did The Assistant a couple years ago. With oh. um oh god I'm forgetting her name who is who is in Ozarks. Uh, uh, Greer, Greer, Green, no, fuck. You, uh, what's she, what's the, the name? If I can remember who she says, fuck you all. Marty! Uh, <laughs> shit. Uh, this is really annoying because I know her name. I know. Uh, I'm just going to look it up. Uh, Julia Garner. Julia, yeah. yeah, it's Julia Garner. So it's, and then, um, so it's their new collaboration together. It's, uh, two... American women are doing like a work travel thing in Australia and run out of money. So have to go back to doing work and they're sent to work at a bar in like the middle of nowhere. And as Russ said, it's just, isn't being a woman hell, Uh, very, but more so than the assistant, which was this like slow burn of like, God, this life that this, this person leads is, terrible and disgusting okay this is a little bit more outward with its violence and its threat to them i I have not seen the assistant either um the assistant's supposed to be like it's supposed to be like she is the one of the assistants to like a horror oh okay it's a it's just it is a like single location movie that just goes through her work day Oh, I do. Okay, I I do remember the trailer for the assistant. Okay, uh, I never saw it. it. It did look pretty intense. Um, I might have to see. All right, I have to check out Royal Hotel. I did. I didn't see it playing anywhere. Um, it, I don't even. I don't know how it got all the way up to Westchester because I saw it at the Palisades, and that oh wow, I felt was a little odd for Palisades <laughs> to get. But uh, it is really. It, it, there's not a lot like there's, it's it's the most straightforward plot you're gonna see, but at okay. every turn it's just like, wow man, like just men are really bad, and I don't mean that like I'm not being preachy, but like God, yeah. it must be scary to uh, exist, <laughs> exist anywhere <laughs> where it's just men or predominantly men, like that's not a good place to be. Yeah. Um, so then- Hugo weaving is a is is also good in it as well. It's 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 a really good movie. It's just yeah. fucking dark. Okay. It, yeah. Like the assistant, it's not enjoyable right. because of its subject matter. Uh, the assistant was one of those movies that I I I rated both of these movies three and a half stars. But the assistant is one of those movies that I would probably change that rating now for how much I've thought about how that movie kind of goes through it. Okay. This this one I haven't spent as much like dwelling on as much as like man Kitty Green you have a lane and you are so good at hitting it. Yeah. Or a genre, not really a lane. That I feel like I just put I just told this woman what she's allowed to do. Um. Wow. I know. Uh oh. I'm a. Did you learn nothing from the Royal Hotel? We are canceling this podcast <laughs> effective immediately. Uh. Oh God. No, but it it is uh oh wait a man wrote it. 
or co-wrote it. Mm. Anyway, that I, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. Um, he's an ally, I guess. Um, yeah, it's just the the level of just like it's a lot of like it feels like a horror movie where you're watching people make the decisions that you're like, why are you why are you doing it? Right, like, please, okay, like. I don't want to blame you for what's going to happen to you, but how don't you know what's going to happen if you stay here? You need to leave. You need to leave like yesterday. Yeah, it definitely has a more satisfying ending than the assistant, which just the assistant just ends with her day being over. Oof. Um, which is a bummer. That's it's a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> uh uh, yes, if you oh. haven't, if, yeah, if, if you haven't, because no one, no one really has. Oh, uh, go uh, track down the assistant. It's really good. Okay, that sounds uh, just that's two to watch: Royal Hotel and yeah, the Assistant. They're tough. Yeah, they're they're yeah. Definitely- it, I remember it not being long too. Uh, no. it was like ninety minutes. Nice in and out. Nice. So, very good. Oh. Very. Uh, it's like not a fun watch, but it's a good one. <laughs> Yeah. All right. No, that that, that actually sounds that's pretty intriguing. Um, got a couple of me and yous. Yep. Yeah. Let's do it. Can um, you guys tell me about the creator already? Yes. You can. I don't know a fucking thing about it. Like, yeah. or at least what people think about it. It's super cliche in its plot. Oh, totally. It, it does a lot of the things that you expect about like a you know a, a soldier escorting a person kind of kind of thing and like in the way it goes with like how the military is and how technology is seen at this time all that stuff's pretty cliche the difference is it looks fucking gorgeous oh it looks so good it looks so goddamn good and it's just like and it's but also as we talked about in the last cast it's made for it was made for under a hundred million dollars it's crazy how good it looks for that amount of money and like I, especially when you see how much money like so many of these budgets are like spent yes. on with, with like these high cgi movies this one looks just as good as anything else that you've seen it, it huh. looks better than all those movies that cost more than 300 million dollars or two even 200 like 250 million dollar movies this blows it out of the water visually yep yep even if like some of the visuals are like stuff we've seen before but it looks fantastic. Yep. They they really spent a lot of time making like of, of, of how I harped during our Avatar podcast about like if you make if you spend time filming this with the intent of putting in a fake item and you spend time about what the lighting that real life lighting on that thing would be, it you, you can make it look good for cheap. Right. But mm. you just need someone who's gonna care about that. There's like thought. It's not like a fix it in post. It's just like okay, well, this is where we're gonna add the things in post. Like it's not a. It's yeah. It's CGI Someone's, as like a forethought yeah. rather than an afterthought. Someone else will put it there. At, at some point, the the effects team will be done, and we're gonna crack the whip and pay them little money, like yeah. the Marvel way. Right. It is. It looks so good. It's as it's pretty cheesy. It's pretty. It's it, you. Can, it's exactly what you expect from a lot of it. But good God, it looks fantastic. Hmm. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Um, like it's it's a uh, it's two hours. It's probably like a little long overall. Like you, there's definitely some some fat that could be trimmed. But I did, um, and, and even like the the twist is pretty pretty well. Court, like I don't know. You you know everything that's about to happen in this movie. I think I, I would argue that there's like kind of two twists, and one of them is very interesting, and one of them's kind of an eye roll. Yeah. Um, I wonder which one you think is interesting, which ones they are all we'll talk later. Once we'll, yeah, we'll talk later. But, but I definitely agree with that. Yeah. I, I definitely agree with that uh as well. Um I but I, I think it's totally worth seeing. It's it's probably gonna be on I mean if, if Saw X is on VOD as of right now, then the creator's probably coming next week if it's not yeah. already. I I don't like I'm shocked it's not already because it's like clear that the movie just did not find an audience. So I yeah. don't know why you wouldn't get it off. I, I just don't get VOD strategies. Like, I, I don't your know movie's what not either. doing well in theaters. It doesn't have legs. It doesn't have word of mouth. So just leave it in theaters to, like, fade away or get it on to, uh, to friggin' VOD, like, premium VOD as soon as possible. Right. Like, because it's, Mission Impossible took forever to get to VOD. Yeah. It's so much better to have someone sitting at home and see something like the creator pop up and say, oh, I heard about this and and not yeah. say, 
oh, I heard this failed. Yeah. Yeah. And if you wait like too long, it's they're gonna the whole point that it's you haven't heard about it forever and you only remember that it failed is going to seep in. There is a word of mouth like campaign that needed to happen for this and did not. Yeah. Um and again, like I I I fully I it was good. I I really think that it's it's definitely worth checking out and tracking down. If I, it's definitely not in theaters anymore, but um, if you can see it, see it. If you got a big enough TV, that's good enough. Yeah, looks good. Yeah. Um, what did you think of Exorcist Believer? It's okay. So I like all of David Gordon Green's Halloween films to varying degrees. Yeah. Um, I know I'm on opposite sides of the I'm a very like a very rare breed of person that likes them all. Um but and you can make an argument that a lot some of those like had a point to them about why they were doing it or what they like thought they were getting through. This movie is so boring because you're just kind of waiting for like, okay, but what's your point? Like why so the the Exorcist is is a beloved movie because it was shocking and new and different is something that people yep. didn't see. We have had so many exorcist movies. Oh, we yeah. even had, like we even had an exorcist boom 30 years after the exorcist. Like we've seen a million of these. So why exorcism? Yeah. Why does this one? Have... There was also an exorcist show, like not even yep. seven, yeah, five, not six years ago. ago. Yeah. So what, what about this script or this creative team was so important to get the exorcist stamp of this is of that brand or this is of this is the one we're actually going to bring in Ellen Burstyn and like this this is going to be like a true like a like a sequel or legacy sequel what about this made it just not a fucking another exorcist movie that we're so tired of now i think they tried to shoehorn that in like yeah. you know like and that's the problem is that it was it, this could have been generic exorcist movie whatever like credit on imdb that hasn't been made yet and then they kind of threw a couple of names in there and and therefore like connected it to the original and it was yeah. just like okay that that's that's how we're going to connect all this together but it really doesn't matter um i thought it creates a good mood um for the first half of it or first like no nah, not the first half uh, like the middle third yeah um and then i think the last third is pretty bad i also feel like well the specifically the ending i i i i Thought it fell flat, and I also thought it took way too long to get to the exorcism. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it kind of just ends of the sense. Yeah, we don't have to really deal with actually exercising anything because it, we they like what they want, what the demon wanted to do happened, kind of thing. Yeah, and it's and Please show there's, up. There's kind of a very, like a very lazy like trying of message of like, hey, it this. This doesn't actually have to be a Catholic church like thing. Right. Right. Like other beliefs are important to saving what it, what, whatever your idea of a soul is. And right, it's exactly. important to like be a good person. <laughs> and like, as long as you believe in like your religion is about helping people, but that's like, that's so fucking boring. Like that's like, it's I don't know. There's like it's not necessary for an exorcist. Like, like there's yeah. It's not it's not a brave stance or or something. It's 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 so much of it. What it what it was doing outside of building toward an ex to, to an exorcism was so right. boring. Especially with the Pope's exorcist being a fucking blast. Oh, so good. <laughs> so much fun. I can't <laughs> believe they exercised the fun out of this movie. Yeah. If anything. Like shit. This, well, this, I think what I without having seen it and also not wanting to really, um, <laughs> they Universal spent four hundred million dollars for the Exorcist rights, and I think it was what? less about the yeah. I think it was less about the movies and more about just merchandising opportunities, having the the library. Of, I don't even know if they have the library of films. Um, but also just being able to use exorcist style shit in their parks and like it, it was about, about having kids. <laughs> it was about having the IP more than it was about anything yeah. else. And I feel like they're like, all right, we just spent 400 million. Uh, can David Gordon Green do that else. same shit he just did? Uh, give him a lot of money. Give him a decent amount of money because he can probably do this for not a lot. Because we gotta save money since we spent so much to get these rights. 
Did and he even, I, but David Gordon Green did kills and ends, but he didn't do that the the 2017 reboot, right? No, he did them all. He did. Oh, all he did do the reboot. Okay, yeah. he did do the reboot. Okay, okay, my bad. Um, but I was reading that The Exorcist until Barbie was basically it was the most profitable movie for the studio of all time. But now uh, Barbie has overtaken it. Yeah. Um, and it's the most profitable R-rated movie of all time. Mm-hmm. Which is I mean, like yes, I think it would have ended up making it. I think it would have made two billion uh in like now money. Yeah. Nuts. <laughs> and definitely uh, it's like for cheap. Like it's fine, I guess. Like I, I again, I didn't, I didn't hate it. I, it was definitely, you know, boring. I thought that they tried to ground it at times, and then kind of went a little too like oh, annoying with it, and then like tried to tie it back when it wasn't necessary to do that. Um, the the mood is is decent, um, but again, it just at the end it just kind of yeah, fails because there's it, no reason. It doesn't build to a conclusion. It builds yeah. to a setting up for a trilogy. And that's Ugh. boring. Which let's see what happens. Who knows if it's gonna happen? Especially it's and it's gonna be ridiculous if it fails now after like the kind of post credity part of this. Oh, or, I didn't even wait. I don't remember if it was post credit or just a part of the movie. With spoiler alert, if you give a shit, apparently no one did because it was also bad. Uh, like when Reagan comes back. Oh, when Linda Blair shows up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was the, the that was the last scene of the movie. Was it's that was, that was so that wasn't like in during. Okay, yeah. So no, nope, stupid. No, nope, just who cares? But that, as yeah, I said, yeah. it only sets something up. Like, ugh. Anyway, uh, we're done. Give it. Tell me about dicks. The musical. Uh, <laughs> it's. Uh, I don't know how you make a trailer for this movie. I started to watch the trailer. And I was like, I probably shouldn't watch it. I should just go into this thing blind. And then I can't find it. It's not playing at like the crummy theater right next to me um so i haven't seen it yeah it was it was um limited for a little while and it just went wide i think this weekend but still only only wide is like 300 theaters okay um got it because it 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 opened to seven and it's in 300 but it's like it is it's a cut it's a movie that like does doesn't take itself seriously but takes its reality seriously in a very like confusing way in a very confusing way that is just like stupid fun but small clips of this movie i can't i haven't seen the trailer but like small clips of this movie can't be interesting to watch no i i I, and i think you don't i think clip the trailer doesn't really do a good job of making clear the tone of this which this movie knows it's a movie yeah and or no, this musical knows it's a musical and like has fun with that. It's very self-aware. I don't, I saw the trailer and I was like, this doesn't look good, but I'm seeing the bones of this and the bones look solid. So uh, what I want to see this movie, cause I think it'll be better than any trailer could, could do. And it's, it's really fucking fun. I think Nathan Lane and Megan Mullally are having, it's, it's just fun to watch them do <laughs> this this dumb ass shit that is like hard to even fucking talk about. Yeah. And this this was a UCB show? I guess. Yes. <laughs> it, they did the musical on stage just the two as a two person show before. Oh. Um like Gutenberg. So it is it, so it's it's just I I think they they as I said they, it's just like it sets its own weird tone and like it's like putting the sewer boys in the trailer is like, I don't know who your whose interest you're peaking with that one. Like, cause I, I listened to, uh, uh, Larry Charles in a podcast with Mark Marin. So, you know, really old white guys talking about how you can't be funny anymore. Um, <laughs> And like the sewer boys only exist as a concept, I guess, in the original uh, UCB uh, story. Like you don't, you clearly don't see them. Like they just, they're mentioned. So like, who are you, who, who are you selling the movie on by throwing the, the, the sewer boys in there? Now, I think you actually hurt the movie by showing that. Cause I, I didn't know a single thing about the sewer boys 
and then I saw them, I would fucking die. But now <laughs> yeah, I'm like, totally. what are the sewer okay. boys? I need to know what the sewer boys are. And then I find out what the sewer boys are, and it's still fucking crazy. <laughs> but I think you're 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 cutting off your nose to spite your face. Like, don't even tell me. Let me watch this right. movie and then be like, what am I watching? Uh, Nathan, the sequence of Nathan Lane feeding the sewer boys oh. made me laugh so goddamn hard in a theater. And I, yeah. I, I was very it's, lucky to be in a packed theater and a lot of people really enjoying it. Yeah, I saw it at Lincoln Center and the the, the, the theater, you know, you know, you, you've got a live theater when they're like. They're saying the Nicole Kidman shit beforehand. They're like really into it, wooing and whooping. I was like, oh, they're going to love this. <laughs> but yeah, that that sewer boy feeding scene, I like I I couldn't. It was this. I'm like, this had to be acted. <laughs> Somebody had to do like Nathan Lane's a fucking G because like he had to do that. Yeah. And it be real enough. But the movie is fucking wild and crazy. And it makes no sense. And it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> um, Love yeah. it. It's one of those that, uh, to, to always say, like, definitely see it. But, um, but like, if you didn't like it, uh, whoops. <laughs> Sorry. <Yeah. laughs> Don't yeah. worry about it. If it wasn't yeah. free, try to forget it. <laughs> yep. This is one. This is uh, This is a one for me. Yeah, also, uh, like, okay. definitely, like, a shut it off after 20 minutes if you're not into it thing, because it, it's not going to grab Not going to get better. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> got it. Love it. All right. Have to, uh, yeah, we'll it becomes more that. of itself as it goes on, for better or worse. All right. Uh, Pete. Yeah. These Wes Anderson Roll Doll shorts that, yeah. you, uh, that apparently exist. So, apparently, in, like, while Netflix is negotiating with two different unions um and granted to, to make sure to make sure it's clear they're the evil ones in that situation yes and while they're like raising their prices yet again they paid a ton of money for four different shorts directed by Wes Anderson um based on Ron Roll Doll I always forget how I actually fucking say his name uh, he's real pissed. I think it's Roll yeah Roll Doll um one so they're they one's 40 minutes long and then the others are just about under 20. okay um, are are these are these based on like the un um like uh the uh like the unproduced works of Roald Dahl, or are these actual stories that he has I, like uh like, like I'm sure they're, they're all like some of them are like super short stories so they're just like in a collection but like the longest one is the wonderful story of henry sugar yes which people which you gave I, a very high letterbox. Yes, I think Caitlin, which is how I discovered that there was a Roll Doll collection that was on Netflix. <laughs> Netflix, I, I forgot to like actually end the bit I was doing. Like Netflix, through all that, paid for this, and then was like, "But what if we kept it a secret and didn't tell anybody?" In the yeah, sense of like, there's not even a a section on Netflix that says like the Wes Anderson Roll Doll collection. Which you would expect, like you just put, you just gave Wes Anderson a bunch of money to do yeah. this, like, and it's Wes Anderson, like that is a, it's like, promote it. All four of them are with like pretty much the same cast. Like uh, I've already watched the first season of Fubar. I yeah. don't need to keep seeing that be like recommended <laughs> to me. Yeah, like I think Ben Ben Kingsley, Dev Patel are in all of them. Ray Fiennes is in all of them. Uh, um. And I, I think Benedict Cumberbatch is at least in one or two is, is at least in two off the top of my head, but like, they're all incredible. There are, yeah. they're all so beautifully done. They're very much, you know, obviously Wes's style, but they're like told they're very much just recitations of the story. So like the actors are saying the dialogue along with the stage direction kind of stuff of what it kind of feels like when it's actually put on. Okay. But, but they're also like, really fun Wes Anderson tricks about how like the setting is like it's it's looks like it's on stage because like it, you see like the wall being pulled up to change scenery there, right. oh okay yeah yeah nice there are like stage hands in this like a like oh. a person who's dressed as a stage hand will walk up to hand someone something that they need for a scene it is like when mm -hmm. Rushmore is like doing all this all the stuff yeah. in in Rushmore <laughs> it is they are so the good. titular Rushmore yeah the the <laughs> 
the longest one is the wonderful story of Henry Sugar. There's even kind of an order you should watch these in because they were released. The other thing, crazy thing about like the announcement of this, they were released one a day. I have no idea. So there was like a four day huh. period, which like today is the, for this one is coming out. And there was no, no fanfare, no nothing. It's a complete secret. It's doesn't make and any so, sense. So like I was saying, like I saw you talk about this on Letterboxd and I was just like, oh shit, I didn't know that there was a Roald Dahl thing that was going on on, uh, on Netflix right now. And I was like, oh, I'll, so let me start up Netflix and see if it shows up. And it was not there. And then I was like, what's the title of this first one? And it was just such a long title that I'm like, I'm not fucking putting that into the search <laughs> bar. Like, it's so hard to search yeah. with the goddamn remote control. So that, that is where, like, I stopped and started with it. But I've been really interested in wanting to do it. Yeah. So Wonderful World, Henry Sugar is the long one. And then The Swan is really good. Um, Ratcatcher is very strange, but, like, has a lot of, like, uh, Wes Anderson puppet stuff. And then the last one, Poison, is incredible as well. They're, hmm. they're all, like... Wes Anderson very much like grappling with the weirdness that is raw, uh, doll. Like, especially is cool. He made, he made fantastic Mr. Fox, like right. fully knowing that like raw doll wrote a lot of great stories, but was also a human piece of garbage. Yeah. And he changes po the last one is called poison and he changes the end of it. Oh, to, interesting. Okay. To really kind of, make a bigger statement about this project oh hmm. interesting okay was, so definitely so there, there's last there's four now is that the last one then or are there going to be more yeah, that's it yeah po po okay. poison is last watch poison last the true well the true order is wonderful word of henry sugar then the swan then rat catcher and then poison see the fact that there is an order then, then that's like it's hard enough to figure yeah. out all this stuff <laughs> It's insane. I don't like it's more clues that like Netflix doesn't have a a plan with even anything that they have. It's no. all, all just like throw shit up online so people can see a can scroll through a million things. They 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 don't have any brand identity. Yeah. And like no, they've lost it. I, I think uh that's one of the things that some of these smaller uh streamers kind of have on them already. Like you go to Peacock for uh, one day and date Universal releases, which is pretty dope. That's and awesome. uh, a lot of and they they lean into the the heavy Bravo -y re reality, you know, yep. stuff that women and me watch. So you know what you're getting there. It's Paramount Plus. They're like, we've got more shit for kids than anybody. Like everybody kind of has their lane. Oh, well, outside of Disney Plus. And right. you go to Netflix and it's just a fucking warehouse. Like even right, which Amazon is what it does was. a better job of of curating to a degree. Like we, like oh, you, yeah. like I can, you almost get the feel for an Amazon show. And Netflix is just like, what the fuck is this? It's just a bunch of shit. Most of it's bad, uh, but there's a lot of it. It's like we need something. And like to be fair, like I'm very excited to watch part three of Lupin. But other than that, there's not really much that I that I turn on Netflix for at this point. No, Netflix um, is my least used streamer, and I, I have I, I have canceled it. Wow. Nice. I only I canceled Bold. it last year, and then I re added re added it because it came free with T-Mobile. Yeah. Oh, um, it's a good so you get Netflix on us and I was like, all right, if I'm not paying for it, fine. But yeah. the last hike before this recent one was when I canceled it because yeah. I was like on principle, fuck you. You can't have worse, less shit and worse, less, more, actually more bad shit. Yeah. If you want to charge me more money for your more bad. No. Yeah, there came a point in which they realized they had so much of their own Netflix original shit that they could start getting rid of stuff and then charge more. But it was like, all that stuff's bad. I don't want to watch yeah. any. And then when they yeah. tell me, I would have kept maybe kept paying for Netflix because my dad and my sister could use it. Yep. Now that they can't, I'm absolutely not paying for that. Right, yeah, exactly. That, that's, that's what did that it for me. the killer. Yeah. It was like the minute they started talking about password, like, because they, they used to make their bones by talking about how, oh, password, do whatever you want. We're cool. And now you're like, actually, no. And we're more money and we have less. Y you can't fuck me three different ways. 
and expect me to to keep you as a service I'm paying for. The <laughs> only reason I still have it now is because T-Mobile's paying for it. And if they didn't, and if they stop, like if it's a one-year thing, I'm dropping it again because I don't fucking need it. There's nothing that they're giving me that's even that's worth it. Yeah. Streamers are getting <laughs> to be expensive. And, and like you, the yeah. only thing vaguely interesting is something you just described to me and it's four fucking shorts that I didn't even know a goddamn thing about. And I have to figure out how to watch them. Now I have to do work just to even watch something that's halfway decent. Yeah, I'm all set. Netflix yeah. is not I, I don't even I don't even go to the homepage because it's not going to be a single thing I care about. It's probably the worst interface. of all. It's the one oh, that hasn't changed. It's horrible. Yeah. yeah, it's horrible. Like it, it, it I just it, I can't. I get I'm on there for two minutes and then I'm like, I don't want to be in here. I'm out. Yeah. The only streaming service that I think has a worse feature to it is Paranormal Plus. When you finish a movie, like all streaming services will pop up like maybe you'll like this or in like shrink the credits. But Paramount Plus is a psychopath. Paramount Plus, if you watch a movie on that, a movie will end and then it will pop up and say. Like I, I, I. like we're about to start another movie in 12 seconds. Yeah. Not not like here's the next episode of the show. Like you could just been watching. I we want I I forgot what movie I watched the other day on it, but like maybe Zodiac. So I just watched like a three hour film, and they were like, I hope you enjoyed Zodiac. 12 seconds later, we are gonna start X. And wow, it's like X really? Yeah. It was like 12 seconds. You think someone is like. I will watch another movie right now. I mean, and, and also like end the movie and like be able to like scramble that quickly to get you to stop playing a different movie already. Yeah, that yeah. part's kind of annoying. That being uh, said, if they've seen your Letterboxd account, they're probably just like, this guy's just going to see Yeah, that, that is true. The one, the one that was the weirdest, I fell asleep one night watching Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Classic. And I, I woke up to Life is Beautiful. Oof, that is oh, not a similar enough movie. If you said the Jay and Silent Bob reboot, I've been like, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. But no, but, life is beautiful. Roberta Bonini Holocaust movie, Snoochie Boochies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, on that note, let's talk about Totally Killer. <laughs> uh, this is what service this was this? Amazon, Amazon yeah. Prime streaming, uh, uh, starring Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Uh, and, and like. It's fun. I like this movie. I think this is really fun. I love how like how they're just like so time travel exists and they're just like wow cool okay. Yes, <laughs> I liked. This is a movie that treats time travel as a real, but also like, hey, stuff. If when you do stuff, it's gonna get changed, and we're not gonna fix it. <laughs> like right. The ending of this movie is probably one of the more fun time travel film endings. That's just like now you kind of have to deal with all the shit that's different. I thought that was really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's a fun little like kind of slashery thing, like very in the vein of like, you know, a happy death day or a freaky. Oh, totally so if you enjoyed yeah. any of that stuff, this was it's this one is like a little sillier or a little like not sillier because I don't think it's the, as funny as those. I'm trying to think of maybe kiddier almost. I, I think I, that like so the, the, my only problem with this movie and then actually did really enjoy it is that I feel like with a lot of they think that it's really funny. Yeah. Um, and you can tell because it seems like there's like a really weird pause where they expect the audience to be laughing and miss the next part of dialogue every time like something like funny is said. So so there's a really weird like pacing throughout the scenes. Yeah. Well, because it's also it, it, it reeks of like punch ups. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Like but they don't not almost like they were like, well, someone wrote this punch up joke. Let's use it and not never thought like, does it work? Does it make the scene flow? Or is it just like, let's put another joke in here? And so yeah. many of them fall flat. But still yeah. fun. Yeah. It's still totally fun. Yeah. I, I highly, like, and again, if, if we all have Amazon Prime. Um, yes. <laughs> totally worth watching. Um, the, the the only indispensable streaming <laughs> service, because what are you, like, you going to get rid of that? Amazon free delivery? No. Um, totally worth watching. Really good. Um, a, a lot of fun, especially for just like a free, like, slasher movie that's out right now. Yeah. Monsters Monster. of California, however, not free and terrible. Yeah. Monsters of California, written and directed by Tom DeLonge of Blink-182. Yep. Um, Again, say it ain't finally. so. 
know, yeah. and Angels and Airwaves, please. Yeah, apologies. <laughs> who, who famously over the last couple of years has been like a very big uh, uh, UFO aliens conspiracy nut, but also I mean, might be like enema of the state, I guess, yeah. right? But also like <laughs> we con- just didn't know. <laughs> but kind of credited with like all of the finally getting a ton of UFO stuff like released in the last couple of years. I mean, that's really weird too, right? It's so strange. So strange. And then he makes this movie that like, I was like, okay, it's a bunch of like bros in SoCal and there's going to be conspiracies and aliens. But also like the very first thing when you press play on this movie is a big giant logo for chicken soup for the soul. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Why? I, I didn't understand that. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, wait a second. So, okay. So that's who he got this money from. So how did he trick them into letting him do this? And it's kind of confusing because there are religious undertones in this. Right. Really? And, and at some point it's kind of like all the religions are right or something like there's a weird moment it there. Makes no sense. Yes. Yeah. Like, but also like his mom's Christian and is like wants him to pray and stuff. And like there's important like he's not like he argued like he does argue, but he like kind of ends up like being a little bit of a weird believer. But it's also like not just believing in like christianity so it's like i was like how did you bilk this company because I, I don't have a good answer there's a lot of cursing and like uh like oh, his, yeah. his two friends are like you know do all the like stone drug like, use sex and drug jokes like yep like uh, an annoying amount where like they would have been very okay to say like can we cut like half of this and the movie would not have lost a thing and then the most insane thing tom DeLong does is that he casts richard kind in a non-comedic role but it was hmm. so good to see him and like hope that he was going to be funny at some point. <laughs> One of the funniest men in the world. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, you're, you're, you're going to be the smart one. No jokes, please. <laughs> and it's like, very strange. It's so weird. It's, it's a so weird, weird. It's like... dumb, bad movie, but like congrats to Tom DeLong. <laughs> good, good on him for getting it made. I mean, that's why he missed out on, uh, I, I guess on um, California and nine uh, so that he could, you know, make this movie. Um <laughs> Don't see it. It's really my. <laughs> really? I'm sorry. It's, it's like so not much. even like. No. It's an hour and 50 minutes. Yeah. No, it's too long. Too long for <laughs> that bad. It's not even like uh, a fun bad. No. No. Uh. It's at, like, it's, it's like. Uh, so the only fun thing was, as I said, the weird game of like trying to figure out how this got made. Like it would, it would have. This movie would have made a lot more sense if like um, Clerks and Mallrats were still big. You could have been like, oh well, I get some of the humor and like all the stuff that's going on right now and like how they're talking about stuff. But if they're not, and no one likes Kevin Smith anymore, so like why is? It, and it's like, you know, objectively worse dialogue. Um, so it's it's very it's very weird. It's very weird from the get go. It's very weird, and it should have like played into it even more. It starts out with like a successful ghost hunt. I don't know why. Like that's the other like and and terrible CGI as well. I mean, we talked about the creator before. This is really <laughs> bad. Yeah. Uh. All right, Pete. Uh, talk uh, to me about the two hundred million dollar budgeted Killers of the Flower Moon. Uh, so there's a moment during this movie where it was very clear that it was like starting to wrap up, and I was sitting there thinking to myself like. But it's only been 90 minutes. Like, what what are they going to do for the next two hours? And then I looked at my watch and it had been like three hours and 10 minutes. And I was just like, oh, shit, I have been engrossed in this movie for yeah. the last three hours. It's it's a masterpiece. It's it's amazing. Uh, it's it's it, we, there's not much we can spoil about it. So so don't worry about listening. The one spoilable thing would be the end, which I think is one of the most I, strokes of Martin Scorsese's career. I couldn't like at, at at one point I was like, oh, am I going to cringe at this? And then I was like, no, you know what? I'm kind of into it. And then it's, like, I was like, yeah, I liked it. I think it's beautiful and incredible yeah. and means so much to why I think this story, this, why he made this. Cause he's never done anything like that before. No, never. And that's like the huge thing about this. And like, it takes, it takes like a, a like, Oh, I don't want to say anything else, but yeah, it is, it is, yeah. it's really amazing, but it, it, it could have gone really terribly if it, with any other director at the helm. Cause also like, you know, this movie's like suffering somewhat like granted, I'm not, not to like put down the perspective of any like descendant, indigenous, uh, indigenous descendant of, of whether this tribe or not, like, 
but like it, Scorsese always gets like pegged with the well, why are you showing it, showing us this person, or why are you like, yeah, memorizing it? And it was like, which is ridiculous because like Wolf of Wall Street, he clearly hates Jordan Belfort. Right. Yeah, a hundred percent. In the way, that, <laughs> and like I like the way this movie is told because I think this would be such a boring true crime mystery. Yeah. Film. But when so when the mystery is not a thing, you just nope. watch the dumbest, shittiest, terrible white men do shit. Yeah. That's just like you're all fucking stupid and awful. Leonardo yep. DiCaprio is so good in this movie because he's a fucking idiot. He's really good at being really dumb. It's but it, but as you said, it's it's so fucking long. It's the longest movie um I've seen in theaters in a long time. And it's but it flies. Yeah. It's, it's crazy so, how much it flies. Good lord. Okay. I wish so the, the only it's thing that I'm like three hours and twenty minutes, and you're telling me it flies like that's a four yeah. hour theater commitment. Yeah. Yeah. I and then you, and you got to hear Nicole Kidman talk about, like, thank you for coming to the theater. Stuff, but it's worth I it. just wish they would, like, if a movie's they over need to three hours, that. they would cut all that shit. Don't give me they any trailers. trailers too. Yeah, Don't exactly. give me anything if I'm seeing a three-hour-plus movie. Just That's what me. happened when I saw The Irishman. But I, I forget where they were showing it. It wasn't like, I think it was at, like... um. It was probably at the Paris. I think it was at the Paris. Yeah, you're right. And they didn't have any... They had no... um. Or make it, like, like the, trailers the trailers are going to start 20 minutes before the showtime. Right. But the showtime will be the showtime. There's no intermission like like hateful eight or anything like that. Like this is just like you were oh sitting there and, and you're just and you have to live it. Dude, I, I drink so much water. How am I yeah, gonna get tough. through that without It's really being? tough? That's gonna be really tough. Are there <laughs> peeable moments? Kate Caitlin is uh, the thing is no. <laughs> me me and Caitlin were talking about it today. She she is a movie peer all the time, like same here. But she made it through the whole thing. She was like, I was trying to think of a time now, like after the movie, like when would I have wanted to pee? And they were all like in the first hour. After I'll, that, like, you, you don't want to miss shit. You oh, won't. God damn it. I love peeing now. <laughs> you're not gonna, you're not gonna like miss any like huge story. Like you'll be able to catch up on everything. Like there's never, there's never going to be a huge twist that you're, that you either didn't know was about to happen or you're not going to see it, but you just won't want to leave. Well, yeah. Cause you'll just be enjoying what you were seeing so much. So you're telling want me. to see more of it. You're telling me if I pee one hour in, I still have two and a half hours where I can't pee. True. Yeah. Oh, my God. I think it's a lot. Could have used an intermission, as you said. Um, me and Caitlin were talking about, it, as I said, takes we think uh, around the the moment either like right around Jesse Plemons introduction. He, that that would have been the perfect time to just like him be there, get introduced, and then go intermission would have been yes. great <laughs> to have that one scene like talking to uh, Leo DeCap at the porch and then go into intermission because it sets up what the next. And that's two hours into yeah. the movie. Yeah, Jesse Plemons shows up like two hours deep or like an hour oh, and, and like God. so good. Like my only worry is like. Was he on screen enough for like the supporting actor nod for this? The movie's three and a half hours. If he was on the screen for 20, <laughs> is he in the movie for 20 minutes? Yeah. No, I think. For a while. Don't worry. But I, I think that there's, this is going to be full of nominations for acting specific. I mean, that's always is when it's Scorsese, but there is just so much to be mined from this. But you have to take all the supporting actors from Killers of the Flower Moon and all the supporting actors from Oppenheimer, put them in a room, and whoever comes out alive gets the Oscar. <laughs> there's just so many choices from both of those films. Yeah, I still have I'm Oppenheimer comes out digitally next week, so yeah. I'll be watching it then. Please. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, the obvious answer for for killers is um, De Niro. Yeah, right. Exactly. But like Jesse Plemons is fantastic. Um, That's the only reason, like, I almost, I don't want De Niro to get because I th he will win it over Plemons. But I really, really love Plemons in this. Oh, jeez. All right. That so, is you've got some homework, <laughs> Russ. Um, oh, three and a fucking luck. half hours of it. It's going to be great. Damn it. Totally worth it's it. So All right, everybody. Cool. What do we got on? What's coming up? What's coming up on the release schedule? On uh, the five, release schedule, five, we got some decent stuff. Um, yeah, this this weekend, it's five nights and okay. uh, something else. No one here is John Cena no, movie. No one here is going to see Arrows, I assume. <laughs> 
No, I, I'm not a Swifty. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Same. Uh, but yeah, uh, we got Five Nights. We've got Priscilla, the uh, other Elvis movie that, from uh, What's Her Face. That, so I'm you, I'm interested in that. I do want to see that with the couple. I'm yeah. very excited. Yeah. That one. Um, that should be pretty decent. We've got that coming out on November third. And that's the so same. That, that's the same weekend as What Happens Later, the Meg Ryan directed rom com, which looked kind of oh, decent. Yeah. Okay. Um, we've <laughs> got. Then the 10th, uh, it seems like theaters are kind of going light over the next two weeks uh, in anticipation for the Marvels, uh, the holdovers okay. going wider. I think, I think it. Uh, let me see. When is Marvels? Or no, holdovers, holdovers. I think that's the first weekend. That's when it's limited is uh, the weekend of the 10th. That uh, November 10th. Is oh, no, no. Uh, holdovers is this weekend. It limited. Oh, shit. Okay, so it's this weekend limited, and then I guess they're platforming it for the 10th, and then I think by Christmas it'll be out, like, everywhere. You know what? November – going wide the same weekend as the Marvels comes out is a really good plan. Yeah. I think that's the perfect weekend for that to go to more theaters. So I think we'll people have, are, like, have an appetite for, like, double like double dipping in movies right now. They just want to do double, double showings, so that's – why not? And uh, it, what's nice is I know up here, I'm probably not, I'm not, I'd have to go into the city to see uh, holdovers between now and the, the 10th. But by the 10th, it'll probably be at Palisades, which is kind of yeah. nice. Yeah. Then there's It's a Wonderful Knife, which I saw a trailer for once. It's like another one of these, like, you know, they're making all these comedy horrors where they're just smashing up shit. Yeah. Uh, and Dream Scenario, the Nicolas Cage A24 joint. Very into that now. <laughs> so, and then we get to the 17th, which is like that weekend before Thanksgiving with Trolls, Thanksgiving, Next Goal Wins, um, the the, uh, the soccer games. movie, and Hunger yeah, the Games. Ta- 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 the oh. Hunger Games prequel, literally nobody asked for. Like Hunger Games, Song of Ice and Fire, or something like that. Song, song, the the song of ballad. No, the ballad of songbirds and snakes. Yeah. Sure. Whatever. Um, cool. I, and that's I, not that's not like a musical, which is what I thought it was going to be. And I thought it was going to be a TV show like Glee, but in the in the Hunger Games like universe. And I was sorely like misled by some of these posters. Yeah, it looks dumb as shit. Yeah. Yeah, and we'll hopefully we'll do one pre-Thanksgiving, if not post-Thanksgiving. We should probably. Yeah, we should probably do one at the very least after Marvels. Yeah, because um, yeah, then we're gonna it's gonna start getting loaded up. We've got like that Disney movie wish holdovers goes wide. Napoleon that'll probably be forty-five hours long because these old motherfuckers will not stop making movies that are too long. And then Godzilla minus one. Ooh. Mm. That sounds so we, interesting. We've got we've got a decent amount of shit uh, to get us through to get us out of November, and then December you got Poor Things, that Jonathan Majors movie that they really wanted to push, uh, Magazine okay. Dreams that no one has talked about since yeah. uh, his legal issues. Yep. And Wonka American Fiction, which looks very funny. American and, fantastic. American Fiction yeah. looks really good. Yeah. Yeah. We we have a uh, Aquaman for some reason, which I don't know what they could have done with Aquaman, but the fact that that movie is even coming out is so weird to me. I know, but I'm I think ex- it's gonna I think it's gonna be the biggest sh- uh, gulf between first movie making like 1.1 billion yeah. and sequel maybe getting to 400 million. I just don't think yeah. this movie's gonna do well at all. Well, because you told us we trolls it doesn't matter. Yeah, you told us it doesn't matter. So why am I watching it? And nothing else has done well. Like, I, I know that there's been like a, you know, kind of a like a gulf in the in the quality of some of these DC movies. But like still, like everyone knew it didn't matter. So no one was going to go anyway. Yeah. But there's also that same issue and, and question mark for Captain Marvel, which uh, I'm sorry for the Marvels, because Captain Marvel made one point one worldwide. Yeah, I think yeah. I think it's going to end up being your middle of the road Marvel gross. Yeah, like uh, for sure. It'll yeah. make six. Maybe I think it'll make six, but that's not good because these movies need to make like at least seven. 
Uh, I think it'll be, I think it might break, it may break even. And when you consider like eventually uh, being able to like license and use these characters, like 600 million isn't bad when you know you can make 800 with most of your movies. But I think Marvel has a bigger issue coming down the horizon, which we'll probably be talking about when we talk about how the Marvels wasn't that good. Exactly. I want to be wrong, but I I don't think I will be. Uh, I, I want to be too. because um, I hate women. No, well, I just don't think it looks good. Uh, the new season of Loki has been okay. I the first one had a lot of sci-fi speak, and I was like, oh, I have to pay attention to this like fully. <laughs> yeah, it was just a lot. It was like so talky, and then I tried funny. to watch the second episode drunk, and I was like, yeah, this. I guess I have to pay attention to this show now. So yeah. I'm gonna wait till I'm in a, a a Loki zone. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It, I mean, stylistically, it's the most confident, sure of itself Marvel show there is. Totally. Uh, like it could stand on its own. But I was like, oh, you're not bad, Marvel. Okay, I used to just like do my get get a jump start on my taxes while <laughs> fucking Secret Invasion was on. Oh my god, that did I did happen that I show. did not watch that show and I'm so glad I didn't. Nothing happened during that show. <laughs> Ugh, terrible. Uh, anyway, you can find us on the web at moviemoviepodcast.com. You can find Russ on all the social medias as Russ Incredible. You can find Peter uh on Letterboxd as Pete Peter Petey. You can find me on Letterboxd and Strava as Johnny Tiggs. Uh Alex will maybe be here next time. Hopefully. Uh, you know, fingers crossed. We'll see what happens. And um, that is all for this edition of the Movie Movie Podcast. Thank you all for listening. Uh, we're going to see you next time with some big blockbuster, possibly failures. We'll see what happens. I'm not 100% sure yet. <laughs> hope that, I, hope it, yes. I, hope, I hope Marvel's is good. I, I hope it is, too, because it looks like it could be fun. Yep. But it also looks bad. We all hope Marvel's is good, and we hope you'll... Have a good time watching it, if you see it, but at least while listening to the movie, movie, podcast. Spoiling it.